ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Love Sierra. My name is Sierra, and I'm your host. And today I wanted to talk about the differences between your childhood and my childhood. Now, whenever I was born, I was a very sleepy baby. I was a very calm baby, how my mom likes to put it. But my brother, on the other hand, was not. He was a little crackhead. (laughs) Um, But... I was born on June 28th, 1999 at 11.59 p.m. Very close to being June 30th, or June, sorry, June 29th, baby, but I wasn't. When I first started going to school, I was not like any of the other kids. I wore a big plastic brace on my, I forgot what leg it is, it was probably my left leg. And I had to take shots every day and take pills every day just to keep me alive. Now these shots that I had to take were for my height and growing up to my and growing to be my full height. And I didn't grow to be that tall. If you've seen me in person, you'll know that I am very short. I am 4'11 and 3 quarters. Sad. That's all I gotta say about that. I'm sad. Um, but I wouldn't change anything, honestly. So, my mom knew that I had a complete... My mom knew that there was no way she could tell me immediately that I was completely different from my peers. Well, my peers were all doing, you know, playing with girl toys and having fun with their friends that they had. I had no one. I only had my cousin Samantha and another cousin of mine, Anissa, that I don't talk to anymore. So I was pretty dang lonely when I was a kid. But you guys, you guys, when you were growing up, did you guys have tons of toys that you got? And you guys were all just, you know, being a kid, growing up, not giving a care in the world. Meanwhile, my parents were split up. And now I know that my parents, or my mom at least, is a great person. And... I wouldn't change anything for the world because she's happy and that's all that matters to me. But it doesn't mean that I wasn't happy. Even though my dad didn't really care to see me, I was really happy anyway. We were moved in with my grandparents at the time and I was about two years old when I finally had finished learning how to walk. If you want to hear the complete story, you should read Dear Mommy. It has the complete story of how I learned how to listen and hear listen here listen and see and and how to walk when they told me that I, was, I could never walk talk or see well i can just tell you now they're wrong anyway my mom was a wor- hard-working nurse at a labor and delivery hospital so when i was a kid i didn't really understand much about how things worked i mean you're a kid So, I didn't understand why my mom had to leave during the night. I just thought she was a vampire. Well, she she was still learning how to be a nurse at first, until I was six. But I like to think that she still was a vampire. Um, But when my mom graduated from nursing school, I was happy for her. She was a fully-fledged nurse. And I was really happy that she learned how to be a nurse because she cared about me. You see, my mom is an RN, and RN, she's she's an RN because she wanted to learn about how 
I work. She wanted to learn how babies work. About how I, how she could help me. Now, when I was growing up, I was diagnosed with cerebral palsy and septo-optic dysplasia. Also, happy septo-optic dysplasia day. I think I might be late or early. I do not know, but don't forget to, uh, you know, show love about, I'm gonna show love to all you guys who are suffering with SOD and SOND. Also, OPD or OHD, I forget what it is. I'm so sorry. Um, but she's, she was learning how to take care of me when I was growing up. Now, I grew up around a lot of doctors. And when I say a lot, I mean a lot. I went to doctor's offices at least once every three months, and if it wasn't once every three months, it was once every three weeks. I'm serious. I started looking forward to the doctor's offices because they were nice people, and it was cool to see how they could, you know, see inside your body without even looking at your body. But one of the doctors I really liked was Dr. Flores. He was my endocrinologist. And he was a really nice man who liked to make jokes with me and we were just a funny bunch. And so when my mom actually learned the news about my uh, my hypothyroidism and learned that my pituitary gland wasn't really working like others, she was very concerned. But I wasn't. I was just like, hey, that's my doctor. <laughs> but uh, I never really took anything seriously. And I started having to do epilepsy, not epilepsy, x-rays and uh, MRE, MRIs. Sorry, I, keep, I get them all confused. I started having to do MRIs because I didn't know what was going on inside of my head. And I always thought MRIs were fun because you were just in a tube. But they were actually, in fact, really loud and it was annoying. But I still did them anyway because I knew that I had to because it's a doctor. Doctors are always right. So as I began to grow up a little bit, I realized that this isn't normal. I was having to take pills. Like I Right now, currently, my pill count is seven pills. And that is just between night and day. Like, what? I know. You probably... A few of you people might have to take a lot more pills than I do, but that's just because of my current um, my current diagnoses. So, and then I started to take some. Uh, I started having to take some shots for uh, my hormones, some hormone shots, so I can actually grow instead of being like two foot tall all the time, because I was a little squirt. So, I ended up taking shots until I was 12. Thank God I got rid of those. And uh, I stayed 4'11 forever. Woo. But after that, that's when something else joined the fray. And I ended up hating it. I had a seizure in sophomore year of high school. I was in an art class with my best friend at the time, Savannah. And we were just painting a green to yellow backdrop for us to make an abstract piece of art. That art is now hanging on my wall and it's called Seizure. And I really, I treasure that because uh, number one, it looks really good. And number two, it's a staple to the fact that I can do anything 
through Christ who strengthens me. And I still have it to this day. But the seizure was not so great. I was sitting at my desk and I went up to go get some paintbrushes and I was not paying attention and no one even really said anything except for this one guy. His name was, I don't remember his name, I think it was like Andrew or something and he came up to me and he was like, hey, are you okay? But then I couldn't hear anyone. I couldn't hear anything. I could only just see a little bit. I heard someone call out to me. I think it was Savannah saying, hey, do you remember me? Do you remember Amanda? Do you remember your brother and sister and your mom? And when they finally, when, uh, someone finally realized I was having a seizure, they called the nurse and the nurse had to take me into the, the nurse's office in a wheelchair because I was having an absence seizure. My mom came immediately to see if I was okay, and I was not. I was postictal, and they had to take me to the hospital. The hospital was the worst. I was throwing up red Powerade all over the place. I know that sounds gross, but it's true. Because you can't keep anything down whenever you have a seizure. It takes all of your willpower to be able to stay awake, if anything, so you're going to end up throwing up quite a bit. So my mom gave me my steroids, which is my emergency medication in case I do seize, and she had to take me to the hospital. Now the hospital was the worst. I just don't like the hospital. But they did a couple of MRI scans and a few EEGs, and they figured out that I would in fact did have a seizure, and I do in fact have epilepsy. Another stone in our path. Great. So when we found out that I had epilepsy, we knew we had to take control of it. So my mom made my friends come over to the hospital and we all learned how to use, well, we, I mean they, they all learned how to use this, the steroid uh, emergency meds and how to administer the, my seizure meds, which is another uh, rectal medication that uses in case of, I use in case of my seizure is like five minutes or longer. Um, but we have to rarely use that. We don't, we don't, we haven't even used it yet, so. Um, but yeah, we sat there and we learned about seizures and I was kind of terrified at first. What if I have a seizure in front of my, you know, my, my boyfriend? Because I didn't have a boyfriend at the time. It's just like, what if I had a seizure in front of my boyfriend or a crush or anything like that? I wasn't worried about my physical health. I was worried about my social life. I mean, as high school, as, sorry, not us. The high schoolers tend to do that because we're all worried about our reputation, our image, how we look, how we act, how we sound. We're always worried about how we look instead of how we feel. But unfortunately for me, the seizures kept coming and I had to take stronger and stronger meds just to keep them from happening. My last seizure happened literally yesterday as I had to do something for my new job, but I'm okay now. So, I ended up going through high school with a few seizures and here and there until college. College, I was okay until I, one day I went into the lunch line and I ended up seizing right in front of everyone in my college. And it was embarrassing and the whole like ambulances showed up. My mom showed up. I was really nervous because I wasn't wearing my medical alert necklace. I was really nervous. So when my mom came and picked me up, she was very 
kind of bored of it by this point. I told her I'm sorry and I couldn't control it and she said it's okay. Maybe it's time to switch up some meds or something. We decided to try and ask our endocrinologist or our psychiatrist or our psycholog- psychologist and see if what we can change anything to see if anything works better. Of course, coming with the seizures and the blindness, which means I can't drive anywhere, which is the worst, which I wish I could drive. But it made it harder and harder to get places, except for school. I always had someone take their school. But I couldn't get anywhere unless I had the beeline, which is the Corpus Christi's way of making uh, basically like the buses come to your house and go to your exact spot that you needed instead of just having to wait for a bus and then you're you're late. So, yeah. But um, after that, I ended up getting one of my first ever jobs, which was Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A was... I actually got this job at least like in 2021. Um, but I didn't stay there the entire year. I actually stayed there from April to December. I got too stressed because I was very nervous about being punctual and being late. I ended up crying in front of one of my supervisors and I ended up leaving that day. I felt terrible, but I knew that if there was one way I was going to get out of the situation, it was because I had to quit. Luckily, I got better ever since then. I was just not feeling very nice, you know, like in terms of like stress and anxiety levels. It was not great. So... I ended up quitting that job, and I tried a few more jobs along the way, like Dunkin' Donuts and JD Sports, but none of them really stuck. And nowadays, I've got, I feel like I've got my seizures under control. But then again, there are times like this, whenever I do seize, and I, because I don't take my meds correctly, which is something I should learn how to do better. Sierra, come on. But... Only a few other people have seen me have a seizure. My grandparents freaked out completely when I had my seizure, my second seizure. My brother freaked out, my sister freaked out, and she was crying because she was scared that I was gonna die. Thanks, Bella. But my brother and sister know how to administer the medication. Bella's too scared to, but you know what? She'll just let me die, it's okay. <laughs> no, Bella, she's scared to, but she's always around Brandon, and so we're always together. But yeah. But don't forget, if you ever see someone seizing, you you make sure that they're t- down their side. Make sure that they don't swallow their tongue or anything stupid like that. Just make sure that they're okay. But as I, as I grew in high school and middle school and elementary school, I did get bullied. I always walked with the natural limp. I always looked like I was rolling my eyes at other people, so people honestly thought I was trying to fight, which I wasn't. Thank God. I was... I had mental health issues in six... No, when I was 16... 15, 16 years old. No, 16, 17 years old. No, 15, 16. Okay. Um, in sophomore... That's sophomore year. Junior year. I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder, and I tried to take my life that year. Unfortunately, no, sorry, fortunately, oh my god, fortunately, I did not succeed. My sister stopped me. I couldn't take her face. Her face was just completely riddled with sadness. Her eyes looked like she was going to just explode into sadness. 
And I couldn't let that happen to my sister. I couldn't stare at her directly in the eyes and just shove a knife into my stomach. Sorry, excuse my sudden, you know, outburst of self-help, um, of mental health, um, crisis into you. But, um, if you do ever feel like the best thing you can do in your life right now is kill yourself, you need to make sure that you call somebody. Call a friend or a family member. Call a crisis line. Call a suicide hotline. Like, it's not going to be the end of you if you feel like you cannot provide enough mental safety for yourself. Because if that's true and you feel like you can't be okay in your current, in your skin, in your body, you feel like you're not okay, you need to understand that there are people out there that are like you. I was like you once. I tried to kill myself and I regret it to this day. And I know it sucks to live with depression. And it sucks to have people pick on you or people make fun of you for anything that you can't control. But you can control who you listen to and who you care about. It's not worth it to listen to those who just want to tear you down. There are suicide hotlines. There is a a number for a psychologist you can call. You can call a psychologist or uh, a therapist. It's, It's okay to talk to people. And plus, the therapists always give you patient confidentiality, which means that they don't have to tell your mom or your dad or anyone that you can't tell anyone. And I promise everything will be okay if you just put the... If you just listen to anyone that has the training to be able to teach you what it's like to be okay. I know it hurts. And I know that if you honestly want, if you honestly think that this is what's best for you, then think again, because there are people like you. There are groups of people that can help you get through this. People like you that can help you get through this. It's not the end of the world. I know I just things just got heavy right there, and I'm so sorry for bringing things up like that, but somebody had to say it, and somebody had to hear it. So, and even if you're an adult right now, and you're struggling through a, uh, losing your job, or, you know, low on money, and you don't feel like you're 100% okay, and you feel like you just don't want to be here anymore, think about what you're doing. There are people out there like you that are struggling to make ends meet, Struggling to put food on the table. Struggling to pay taxes or pay off a house or pay off a car. You're okay in this moment. As someone who has uh, major depressive disorder, it's okay to take medication for it. It doesn't change anything about you. It doesn't change your personality. It doesn't change anything that could hurt you. It doesn't, it's fine. I know a lot of people right now are struggling because there's still COVID running around and there's still terrible things happening, but we all need to make sure that we have each other. We can rely on each other's shoulders. We can 
be happy. Sorry for that bit. I just... It's something that I've been thinking about recently because not a lot of people have, you know, resources right now to be able to talk to a therapist. I know insurance sucks, but if you need a therapist and somebody won't let you get a therapist because of your insurance, then take a breather and think about a time you were happy. Because those memories of being happy will help you a great bunch. But do try to go to therapy if you need it. So. I'm 23 right now. I'm not going to college, but I do have a job. Which I will start next week-ish. But, um. I do, honestly, I do have a boyfriend and a great mom. Who strives to be her best. I have a best friend, or two, or three, or four, or five, and they're all amazing people, but I do hope that you do end up finding peace in this world of chaos, because it's there, waiting for you. And I do have to say, a lot of people are worried about how this year will turn out. A lot of people are thinking about, how am I going to provide for this family? I want you to realize that although you may be struggling right now, struggling to bring food to the table, struggling to do this or that or this or that, you need to make sure that you still have time to remember that you have anything in the first place. There are people that are homeless, people that don't have food, People that don't have a job, people that are in homeless shelters, and you have to remember that those people are completely lost right now. And I do inquire you this season, considering, not this season, but this weekend, to buy a bunch of jackets and take them to those homeless people right now because apparently it's going to rain all weekend in Corpus Christi. I do want to say, by the way, if you feel like you can't talk to anybody, then write. Write in a journal, talking to yourself. I've been doing that recently, but in a smaller journal where I write little anecdotes that I experienced throughout the day, which is funny, but it's definitely something that helps me get through the day at least a little bit. Also, you guys are all loved completely. Loved, loved, loved. I just want you guys to know that. So, since Easter's right around the corner, I did want to wish you guys a happy Easter. This is not the end of the podcast, but I did want to say that because Easter is all about how Jesus saved the lives of everyone, including those who were in hell but now are in heaven. Because he brought them from hell to heaven. Jesus did that when he died on the cross. And I believe that we should thank him for doing everything he does. Now, I know I posted on Facebook, but I haven't been to church a lot recently. And I haven't really been praying that much. I've just been super 
confused and lost and lazy. Um, but I do know that I will try to make the return. It's just my family always goes super early, so, and I'm not that person who likes to go early. So I just gotta try to wake up earlier and go to church, which I'm glad I have off, so that means that I can go to church. And I hope you guys know that you guys, even if you don't go to church, even if you, you know, don't believe in Jesus or God or anything, you guys should know that regardless of this Easter being about God and how he was resurrected and, you know, in a tomb and all that, I want you guys to know that Easter isn't just about Jesus. It's about bringing a family together, having fun, and, you know, making sure that everyone can have fun, whether they're spending it alone or not. You guys can all have fun. Now, I do want to say for the next podcast, I might want to do a QA. and um, You can ask me any questions through Facebook or Twitter. Twitter is lovesierra underscore underscore. And Facebook is Sierra Ceballos. That is C-I-E-R-R-A-C-E-B-A-L-L-O-S. And you guys can ask me questions there on my post that I recently posted about um, being a little bit, um, having a little bit of like a block. So don't forget you can uh, post those there and on my Twitter. And if you really want to, you can also ask them here on Spotify for podcasts, which I was kind of surprised when I found out that Anchor had changed. Weird. But yeah, don't don't hesitate to ask questions. I'll be answering them all day. And... I do think that I will be starting a podcast recently where I do start singing a song, Um, but my throat has been a little bit messy lately because I was sick before uh, for like a little while, but I'm okay now. So um, also, I'm really glad that you guys like this podcast. And although it's been kind of in a slums lately, slums, the slumps lately, hope you guys know that I will be bringing it back with a better version. And I really think that you guys have honestly been waiting for this for so long, but I'm always super lazy and I never get to it. I'm so, I'm so dumb. Also, I did want to um, thank you guys so much for all of the new followers and the amount of people that have just listened to this. Like, what? 176 of you guys? Incredible. Thank you guys so much for being a constant listener. And if you're not a constant listener, don't forget to listen to it. And give it a little thumbs up if there is a little thumbs up. I don't know. I might be just thinking about YouTube. But whatever. (laughs) Also, don't forget... um, um, I think your mommy's going to be planning to do something soon. But ever since Lent started, my mother... Joyce has been giving up uh, Facebook and a lot of other socials. So if you don't get a reply from her or anything that you're looking for, it's because she's not been on Facebook for a while and she's kind of Facebook deprived. So if you guys need to talk to my mom or anything, just, I don't know. (laughs) But um, thank you guys so much for listening. And if this one was kind of short compared to the other ones, I'm sorry. I've just got nothing in my brain right now. So... Oh, also, um, I've been thinking about stuff, and I do think that sometime this year, I do want to get a new tattoo, maybe one matching with my mom, but I don't know. Also, don't forget to follow me on TikTok, it is 
literally at C-I-E-R-R-A-C-E-B-A-L-L-O-S. That's my TikTok. And it's packed full of, you know, shenanigans and stuff and, like, stuff like that. And uh, I will be posting something on TikTok today. I think I already did post something today. But I will probably post something today. Um, and you can also leave questions there. I will be answering them, too. But... I mostly respond on my Facebook and my Twitter, which I haven't been on Twitter in a while because I've been trying to stay away from it because Twitter is just drama. So I thank you guys so much for listening. And before I go, one last thing, I do want to pray over a lot of people right now because there's been a lot of people that I've seen recently um, have seen getting sick and it's been uh, so upsetting and we just want to pray for you guys so <sighs> father son holy spirit father please put all these people that are sick into your arms bring them into your heart and hold them close and make sure that they feel better put all those suffering with can- cancer and any other kind of uh, uncurable disease, please take it away from them as much as you can, especially the mother of Amanda Mata. Um, and please do help others like me who are completely different to the norm and show them that we are not just, we're, that we're not anyone different. Lord, please take care of all of us, all of my listeners, all of my non-listeners, everyone that I love, everyone that I don't know, but still, take care of them all. In In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you guys next time. Love, Sierra.